0: bit into the apple, we ate the lies that came with knowledge. What happens when we eat a lie? We believe it, and boom, now that lie lives in us. The mind is fertile ground for concepts and opinions. If someone tells us a lie and we believe it, that lie takes root in our mind. There it can grow big and strong, just like a tree. One little lie can be very contagious, spreading from person to person when we share it with others. Well, the lies went into our mind and reproduced a whole tree of knowledge inside our head, which is everything that we know. But what is it that we know? Mostly lies. The tree of knowledge is a powerful symbol. The legend says that whoever eats the fruit of the tree of knowledge will have knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong. They will gather all of that knowledge and begin to judge. Well, that is what happened in our head. After we ate the fruit, we judged ourselves as no longer good enough. And, of course, we judged others, too. With judgment came guilt and shame and the need to punish and be punished. We no longer respected and loved all of creation. We no longer believed that God was loving and just. We believed that God would punish and hurt us. It was a lie. But we believed it. And we separated from God. From this point, it's easy to understand what is meant by original sin. The original sin is not sex. No, that is another lie. The original sin is to believe the lies that come from the snake in the tree. The meaning of the word sin is to go against. To sin is not about blame or moral condemnation. To sin is to believe in lies and to use those lies against ourselves. From that first sin, all of our other sins are born. How many lies do you hear in your head? Who is judging? Who is talking? Who's the one with all the opinions? If you don't love, it's because that voice doesn't let you love. If you don't enjoy your life, it's because that voice doesn't let you enjoy it. And not only that, the liar in our head has the need to express its lies, to tell its story. We share the fruit of our tree with others, and because others have the same kind of liar, together our lies become more powerful. Humans will even destroy one another in the name of these lies. Who is living our life? Who is making our choices? I think the answer's obvious. The storyteller is there. It's that voice in our head. That voice is talking and talking and we are listening and believing every word. That voice never stops judging. It judges whatever we do or don't do, whatever we feel or don't feel, whatever everybody else does. It is constantly gossiping in our head. And what comes out of that voice? Mostly lies. That is why we don't see the reality of heaven that exists all around us. Heaven belongs to us because we are the children of heaven. The voice in our head doesn't belong to us. When we are born, we don't have that voice. The voice comes after we learn. First the language, then different points of view, then all the judgments and lies. Even when we first learn to speak, we speak only truth. But little by little, the whole tree of knowledge is programmed into our head and the big liar takes over the dream of our life. In that moment, our spiritual eyes close, and we no longer see with the eyes of truth. With all the knowledge in our head, we can only perceive knowledge. We can only perceive lies, and lies have no place in heaven. This is how humans lost paradise. We create the whole dream of humanity individually and collectively, based on lies. The story of Adam and Eve explains how humanity fell from the dream of heaven. It explains how we became the way we are right now. You see, in the moment when we separated from God, we started to search for God. For the first time, we started to search for the love we believed we didn't have. We started to search for justice, for beauty, for truth. The search began thousands of years ago, and humans are still searching for the paradise we lost. We're searching for the way we used to be before we believed in lies authentic, truthful, loving, joyful. The truth is, we're searching for ourself. It was true what God told us. If we eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge, we may die. We did eat it, and we are dead, because our authentic self is no longer there. The one who is living our life is the Prince of Lies, that voice in our head. You can call it thinking. I call it the voice of knowledge. Chapter 2 A Visit with Grandfather I consider myself lucky because I grew up learning from an ancient tradition known as the Toltec. My mother was a great healer, and to witness miracles was nothing extraordinary. But what I learned about the Toltec was full of superstition and mythology. As a teenager, I began to rebel against all of the lies that come from this tradition, until certain experiences opened my eyes to the truth Then I knew that what I had learned from the ancient Toltec was no longer a theory. I knew, but I could not explain it with words. I want to tell you about several experiences that opened my spiritual eyes and made the transformation in my life possible. Opportunities to perceive the truth always come to us, and my life has been full of these opportunities. One opportunity came from a visit with my grandfather, When I was a teenager, my grandfather was an old Nahual, which is like a shaman. He was close to ninety years old, and people used to visit with him just to learn, just to be around him. Grandfather had been teaching me since I was a child, and I'd worked hard all my youth to earn his respect. Well, I was pretending to be an intellectual, and I wanted to impress my grandfather with my opinions about everything I was learning in school. I went to his house, and he received me the way he always did, with a big smile, with enormous love. I started to tell him my point of view about all of the injustice in the world, about the poverty and violence, about the conflict between good and what I then called evil. My grandfather listened carefully to everything I said. This encouraged me to speak even more, just to impress him. Then I saw a little smile on his face. Oh, I was not impressing him at all. I thought, oh, he's making fun of me. He noticed my reaction and looked into my eyes. Well, Miguel, those are very good theories you've learned, but everything you have told me is just a story. It doesn't mean that it's true. Of course, I felt badly. I took it personally and tried to defend my point of view, but it was too late, because now my grandfather started to talk. He looked at me with a big smile and said, You know, most people around the world believe there's a great conflict in the universe, a conflict between good and evil. Well, it's true that there's a conflict, but the conflict only exists in the human mind. It's not true for the rest of nature. And the conflict in the human mind is not between good and evil. The real conflict in our mind is between the truth and lies. Good and evil are the result of that conflict. Believing in the truth creates goodness, love, happiness. Believing in lies and defending those lies creates what you call evil. It creates fanaticism. Believing in lies creates all of the injustice, all of the violence and suffering, not only in society, but also in the individual. Hmm. What my grandfather told me was logical, but I didn't believe him. How could all of the conflict in the world, all of the injustice and suffering, be the result of something so simple? Surely it must be more complicated than that. Grandfather